0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. (laughs) Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view, so give a tail wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host on PetLifeRadio.com. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Hi, welcome to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is
2: Pia Silvani, Director of Training and Behavior at St. Hubert's Animal Welfare Center in Madison, New Jersey, and your host. Today we'll be working on a new behavior. It's a very, very handy behavior, and you can call it whatever you like. I've heard some very, very creative phrases for this. I call it go to place. Some people say, uh, go chill. Some people have called it planted. So use your imagination. Whatever turns you on, that's the key. But basically, the definition of this, so you can understand what the behavior is like, is, is the dog goes to a designated area and then lies down. This is an extremely useful everyday exercise and can be used not only in the home environment but just about any place where you want your dog to settle down and relax on a mat, um, on a bed, um, even going to his crate. A lot of people I know have taught their dogs to go to your house, go to your crate, and the dog runs in there and he's rewarded for it. So if you have taught that to your dog, there's no reason why he cannot learn to go to a particular spot. The most commonly used times might be during meals, while you're watching television, or when you're working on the computer. You want to send your dog to a particular area that he's comfortable with. So this way, he's not exhibiting any annoying behaviors. He's not jumping all over you. He's not barking for attention when you're trying to concentrate or relax. The dog needs to learn that when you're relaxing and you're sitting, he should be doing the same thing. It doesn't mean that he's got to fall asleep there, but it just it's a place for him just to relax and chill out. You can also teach your dog to go to a place and lie down when the doorbell rings to avoid jumping up on guests. Now, that's obviously an ultimate goal, not an easy one because, again, you have conflicting motivations happening here. So we're going to start off with something simple. So what you're going to need this time is you go, I'd like you to go get your dog's favorite mat, if he's got a bed, a dog bed, get the dog bed, maybe pull out the uh, mat at the bottom of your crate if you have a crate for your dog it's got to be something that he's comfortable on I like fleecy beds well not myself but (laughs) my dogs do I find them easy you can throw them in the wash they're easy to maintain you can roll them up a lot of times and just carry them different places or maybe your dog has a dog bed that he lies on at night uh, you might have one. I have one or two in the kitchen off to the side so the dogs know when we're eating that they just go and chill out on their beds. And again, uh, if you've heard the other training sessions, as I've told you, if you're consistent and you condition the same behavior over and over again in that particular context, the dog, it's very clear to the dog what your rules are, what your expectations are at that time. I find that the problem with so many many dogs, why they I'm going to put this in quotes, misbehave. I hate to say misbehave because they're really not. Is that they're confused. They don't know. So, for example, let's just take dinner time. Sometimes the dog is permitted to beg at the table. Other times um, he's sitting at the table and no one says anything. Then maybe he becomes a nuisance because he's smelling pizza crust. Dogs love pizza crust. So maybe he's begging a little bit more and you get disgusted with him. You tell him to go lie down. And uh, other times... you tell him to settle down and you expect him to remain there because maybe you have company over and guests are over and you don't want the dog at the table. So it's not clear to the dog exactly what the rules are and sometimes doesn't do well in a dog's vocabulary. He doesn't get that. So the more consistent you are, the easier it is for the dog and then you're not going to have a dog that quote unquote misbehaves because he knows what to do and if I could ask a dog to speak and tell me just tell me one thing that really frustrates you about people he would probably say is that I really don't know how to make them happy I try, I try different things, and sometimes they're happy about it, and other times they become upset about it. So we need to learn to be black and white. That's the critical key factor, and especially when we're talking about going to place. That's when we really need to be very, very consistent. And what I mean about being consistent is... In each context, you tell him to lie down, your expectations should be that he lies down. So, I want you to make sure that you get a couple of treats. Don't forget your tug toy. Get your dog's bed, mat, anything. Not not a towel, not something that he never lays on. So, it's something that your dog is comfortable with. And, of course, your dog. So before we get started, we'll take a short break to hear from our sponsors, and when we return, we'll
1: get ready for some training. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. (laughs)
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back.
2: This is Pia Slabani, host of Teachers Pet on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining us. Today you'll be teaching your dog to go to a particular place, a mat, and lie down and relax. Now, there are different ways that we can do this. I'll tell you one way that you can do it, but what we're gonna do in this particular segment is stick with the methodology that we've been using up until now, and that's luring and rewarding. Another way you can do this is simply put your mat out, and we call this shaping. This is for dogs if you've done any clicker training with your dog or you've done some shaping with your dog where you wait the dog out so you're trying to catch the behavior. Um, this could be a fun way of doing it. So I have actually done it both ways. Lance, I decided to lure and reward and with Gwinnie, she loves shaping exercises. So I shaped it. Now what I mean by shaping is I'll explain it to you but then we'll get started. Shaping means that I've got a particular object, Alex. Say, for example, I have a goal in mind. So my goal is I have the bed out and I want her eventually to go lie in the bed. I'm not going to tell her to do anything. I'm just going to wait for her to orient herself toward the bed. And I break it down into very tiny incremental steps. So for example, if she looks at the bed, I tell her yes and reward her. And I always reward off the bed. If she walks towards the bed, I tell her yes and reward her. If her foot hits the bed, I tell her yes and reward her. Okay, when she's on the bed, I tell her yes and reward her. So you can see the sequence of eventually the dog is offering the behavior. And the dog is offering increments to the full behavior. And I slowly reward and shape that and mold that into the final behavior. So it's a fun thing to do. However, if dogs are not used to offering behaviors and they're not used to shaping, the dog could just sit there and wait for you to tell him what to do. So I'm going to go through the easy steps of teaching the dog how to do this through a lure. So we're going to start off first. What I'd like you to do, you need to make sure your dog has a collar on also. I should have told you that. So make sure he has a collar. You can have a leash on the dog as well. You want to have a bunch of treats. So the way to break this down, you're not going to put the cue on yet because obviously he's not going to offer the entire behavior. The f- entire behavior, if you can imagine this, is the dog moves from where he is to that bed and lies down. So he's got to go to the bed and and lie down. That's the full behavior. Until you have that full behavior, you cannot add the cue on. But we can add go. Go is also, go means move away. The last training session that we had, training session number 11, we taught the dog to get back to move away from something. Now with go, we're teaching the dog to move forward. And this is easy to teach. You can simply teach this um, by opening up a door and holding the dog's collar and say go, and the dog moves forward. You can toss a treat, tell him go, the dog moves forward. So he starts to understand that go means move ahead. And I use this quite a bit. Sometimes I might have a lot of things in my hand and I want my dogs to move in front of me. For example, go ahead, go through the door in front of me so I can gather my things and then close the door. Instead of in training session number 11, get back, I'm going first. So you've got a little bit of both. So in this case, what you're going to do is, and I'll explain it first and then you can do it. You're going to take a few treats and you're going to toss them onto the dog's mat. Okay, hold the dog so he can get at them. So he sees that you have placed those treats on the mat. Get him about two feet away from the mat. Okay, you want to rev him up too. So he's looking at you. Get him ready. You can tell him, ready, ready. Okay, and when he looks at you, what I want you to do is I want you, say you're holding the collar with your left hand. With your right hand, I want you to take it and sort of make a bowling action. Like you've got a bowling ball in your hand and you want to bowl the dog to the bed. So what you're gonna do is you will swing that hand out toward the bed as you say go and let go of the dog at the exact same time. The second he hits the bed, tell him yes, You should gather up the treats on the bed and then when he's done eating them, toss a treat away from the bed so he has to get off the bed at the time. So that's a release. I'm going to go over it one more time. What you're going to do is you're going to place a few treats on the dog's bed, pull him away from it. You want him to get revved up. You will bowl the dog with your other hand. Big quick motion sweeping motion, just like you do when you, if you're going to throw a bowling ball down the alley. Tell him, go, let go of his collar. He should run to the bed. The second he does, mark it with a yes. He gets his reward. Okay, when he looks at you, when he's done eating, toss a treat off the bed. Tell him, okay, and he's off the bed. So I want you to do that one or two times. The key to remember again with this is that you don't want the dog immediately nabbing the treats. He's got to learn that hand signal, that bowling hand signal, go. That's all you're saying. You're not telling him to go to the mat. You're not saying anything else. Now, if he's got that down, stop for a second. This time, The quicker you move with this, the better. We need to get rid of the food. So I don't want you to put any food on the mat this time. I want you now to try doing the same motion. Tell him, ready, ready, ready. Okay, and then bowl him to the bed. No food on mat. Tell him, go. He should move to the bed quickly in anticipation of the food being there. The second he hits that mat, tell him, yes. Toss a couple of treats on the bed and then one off get him off again bring him back immediately the quicker you work on this the better so again you're gonna rev him up you tell him to go the second he puts his feet on the mat tell him yes toss the treats on the mat do not feed the dog from hand to mouth you want the dog to think that the rewards come on the mat it's worth my while going to that mat or that bed Because that's where I get my rewards. So again, you throw them on the mat. Don't forget your marker cue. A bright yes. The second he's on there, yes. Food on the mat. And get him off. Now, say he doesn't see the food there, for example. And he doesn't go to the mat. You don't want to have food in your bowling hand, let's call it. It's a big mistake that a lot of people make. They have food in their, say your right hand is your bowling hand. They have food in that hand. But remember, your dog's been taught to follow lures. So if you bowl him there with that right hand, you're really telling the dog to move forward, but then come back to the hand with the food in it. So no visible food in hand when you're doing this. That could be part of the problem. If you need to take a step back where the food is on the mat to start with, take a step back. But don't move forward until you know that the dog is going forward. So it's a few treats on the mat. Send him, send him, send him. And then surprise, send him again so the dog thinks that there's food on the mat, but there isn't. You want to quickly move into them. Don't add too much distance at this point. So what I'd like you to do is practice that a little bit during the break we're going to take a very short break to hear from our sponsors so you can practice that see how far you can get with it again don't move don't add any distance your goal is that the dog will just run to the bed you're there to mark it reward it and then feed him on the bed get him off the bed that's the goal so he's got to learn to get off so we're going to take a very short break to hear from our sponsors and we'll be back shortly
1: Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail right after recess.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the dog sports and performance network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us, from speed jogging and mushing to racing agility and competition. This is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Laurie Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later.
2: Welcome back to Teach's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvani, your host. And as you know, we're working on sending our dogs to the mat. Now, by now, the dog should be trotting over to the mat. He should have some connection that good things happen on this mat here. If I make it to the mat and I stand on that mat, I get rewarded for it. So, what we're going to do this time is now we're not going to reward immediately. So, when the dog goes to the mat, you're going to move into him but you will not say anything. You're going to wait for the dog to now offer. He knows he's going to get a reward, but he's going to wonder, well, what's the delay? Why the delay? Why didn't I get it? So he should offer something. If he offers a sit, immediately tell him, yes, put the treat on the mat. One, two, three treats on the mat. Not hand to mouth. You want to put the food onto the mat this will also encourage the dog to lie down if he realizes the food keeps coming down on the mat it should bring his head downward so what you're going to do this time if the dog has done well tell him go and immediately wait him out do not give him food on the mat until he sits or lies down now if he's offering if he's consistently offering a sit What I want you to do now is wait him out. See if he can do a down. If he's not getting it, he starts to get frustrated. Anytime you see signs of frustration, it typically means that you're moving too fast. Um, The dog doesn't get it. So if he's barking at you for the food, just look away. He should not be obnoxious and think, again, barking is like a screaming child. So there's no reason for him to scream at you because he wants the food. He's got to learn some patience and he's got to learn some impulse control. What you can do if he's got a decent Dan, and you can see he's in the game, you know, when you're watching your dog, you think, he's there, but he doesn't quite get it. You can give a very slight hand signal he will lie down. Again, no food in the hand though. The second he lies down, yes, dip into wherever your treats are held and place them on the mat. And I know I keep saying that, but it's a common mistake for many people to want to just take the food from their hand and put it right into the dog's mouth. It needs to be on the mat so the dog learns stay there, the food is there on the mat. Think about if you've taught your dog to go to his crate for example. A lot of times when you initially taught it you tossed a treat into the crate or when he went into his crate maybe you tossed a few pieces of treats or you gave Mm -hmm. him a bone it was on the mat so he's encouraged to run in there because he knows a reward is coming it's the same concept with the bed so you want to try that several times again waiting him out until he lies down once the dog understands the concept of you say go and he runs to the bed and immediately lies down, give him a bright yes and instantly start to jackpot him by putting several good boy, that's a good girl, treats on them at one at a time. Remember, not a handful, okay? It's sort of like when you play the slot machines, you're hoping that more money comes out or more chips come out. You might get a bunch of them and then all of a sudden you get a few more and then you get a few more, All right? That's the excitement of it. And that's what you want when you jackpot the dog too. Here's one. Here's two. Here's one. Here's three. Here's one. Delay it. Oh, another one might come if you maintain that. So you want to start to reward that. Once you've got that, once you know that your dog is going to offer the full behavior, then what I want you to do is put the cue on, whatever it is. Go chill. You don't want to say go lie down because you're probably going to use that in other contexts. So specifically tell the dog, you know, go to place, go to mat, go chill. So the dog knows when he hears that phrase, it means move from where you are to that spot. Okay, that mat, that bed, that surface, whatever that might be. So give the dog a little bit of a break. Play tug with him a little bit just so he, he can get a brain break. That's really, really important. Sometimes if you do too many, usually when I'm training my dogs, I won't do any more than three or four and I do a play break. I might do another maybe two or three and then I do a play break. I might go do something else. Ask him to do something different. Maybe, for example, you want to this time, um, if you listen to training session number 11, you might want to tell him to get back and work on that a little bit. Then you go back to the bed one more time so you don't want to drill 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 It becomes too repetitive becomes too boring and think about it yourself I mean I would get bored with it if somebody kept if I had to keep drilling doing the same thing over and over and over again you know even a simple thing like doing sit-ups okay we're gonna do a 100 sit-ups versus let's do 10 sit-ups and then we do 10 jumping jacks and 10 sit-ups and then 10 jumping jacks. It makes the sit-ups a little more interesting versus, okay, do 100 sit-ups. All right, same with dogs. Break it down into pieces. All right, what I'd like you to do, we're going to try to go for another one here. So let's try it again, seeing where you're at. If you've been able to add the cue, you might not and I don't get discouraged from that. A lot of times you cannot add the cue on during the first training session. So your goal will be just to work up to putting it on cue. If the dog has done well, say the dog has gone to the mat, and he, he's figured out that if I go and I lay down on the mat, um, good things happen for me. What I want you then to do is, I want you to take one step away from the dog as you're praising him, just like you did with stay we, when we added distance. Go back in, put a treat on the mat, tell him, good boy. Now, you don't have to tell him to stay. So we're almost asking him to do an automatic stay. Take another step or two back away from the dog. So if you haven't looked at distance stay, refer back to that training session as we did when we did the yo-yo. It's the same concept. You yo-yo in, you reward, you yo-yo out, you back up. You go in and reward, and then you back up. If at any time if your dog should get off the bed, you just start again. Just abort it, no reward happens. Oh, you got off the bed, that's your fault. The reward stopped coming at this point. So if you haven't, I want you to work wherever you're at and where your dog is successful. Sometimes you might still be working on the go. Um, You should by now, within the half hour, be past the point of having to leave food on the mat. The dog should at least be heading toward the bed. If he is, you need to now wait him. Wait him out. If he needs a little help, I don't want you to tell him to sit or tell him to down. He needs to understand that this is a behavior, a full behavior. You're teaching a chain of different behaviors going toward this area, putting yourself into a down position. If you tell him to sit or tell him to down, you're going to have to say, go sit down each time. And that's not what you want. All righty. Do one more wherever you're at. And then you can have a seat with your dog. And I'm going to tell you what your steps are to accomplish this. So get one more in there. Again, if you're at the point where you can get some distance away from your dog, that's fine. If you can get the distance and you're going into reward, delay it a little bit. He's laying on the bed a little bit longer. And then release him off the mat. Tell him, okay, he can get off the mat. And have a seat. All righty. That is your goal. Again, once the dog, I would start off with one bed, one type of mat till he gets the concept. From there, it, it should be what I can do with my dogs is I can pull out any kind of mat or any kind of bed. And as soon as they see that, they're triggered to go and lay down on it. So that's important. Then you start to generalize it. So you have to make sure again that the dog is familiar with the behavior first. That's the key point. So some of you may have gotten an automatic down and a stay. If you haven't, that will be your goal. So you're sending the dog to the mat, you're calmly praising him as he remains on the mat, and then you release him with okay after that. Once he's reliably going to the mat and waiting for your release, you can again take a few steps away from the mat so he learns to remain on the mat when you're at a distance. Walk in and randomly reinforce. Don't always reinforce. You can give him a nice pat. You can give him a nice belly rub on the bed. Hey, that's not the release. The release is okay. When he's doing that nicely, then the last step is you start to add distance. So now maybe you've been at three, say you've been three feet away from the bed. Now what you're going to do is you moved four feet away, five feet away, six feet away. So you should be able to stand, let's say, six feet away, sending the dog to that particular place. Maybe you're six feet away and then you move 12 feet away. And again, that's a big jump, but your goal should ultimately be that you can stand at different distances away and the dog runs to the mat. He lies down. You can, again... Slowly wean him off the food so he doesn't always anticipate that he's going to get food. It's a time for him to just chill out. Gradually add distance and randomly reward on the mat. So your key is that the dog goes there. And especially it's very helpful if you eventually change your positions as well. So he learns to not only generalize different areas, different rooms, but he's also generalizing the fact that you could be sitting and telling him to go to the mat and not just always standing and bowling him to the mat. So you might want to sit in a chair And tell him, so for example, say you're sitting at the kitchen table, okay, you might work from the seated position, or you're in front of the computer, or you're sitting at the sofa, you can teach him from the seated position as well. So he starts to learn, doesn't matter what position you're in, go to your place means go to your place regardless. Okay, another job well done, everyone. Terrific, terrific work. Unfortunately, we're out of time, so don't forget to check back with us each week for special guest interviews. We're having several coming up, as well as additional training sessions. I'd like to, as always, give a special thanks to our producers for making this show happen. If you'd like a transcript of this show or any other show on Pet Life Radio Network, Please go to petliferadio.com and click on Teachers Pet. Also, if you have any questions, ideas for the show, additional comments, please make sure you're emailing me at P-I-A, P-I-A at petliferadio.com. So, until next time, this is Pia signing off once again. Thank you for listening and we appreciate your interest in
1: Pet Life Radio. Take care. Schools in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com.